Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoy the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am very excited for today's one and I hope you are too. So the other day I got a comment from someone saying that she didn't understand why as a nutritionist I don't provide, um, that in my content I don't provide more specific recommendations um, for what to eat. And I wanted to take today's episode to explain this a little bit um, because I think it's a fair comment um, and it's worth talking about a bit more. So the first reason for this, um, the first reason why I don't include that much sort of um, nutrition information in my content is that most of you already know the basics of nutrition or let's say the basics of what a balanced meal looks like. Um, everyone also knows that we should be getting in our fruit and veg. There's so much talk about the importance of protein as well. We know that we need to stay hydrated. We know that for optimal health, we need to think about the energy balance which is the balance between the energy we get from food and drinks that we're consuming and the energy we expend simply by living, moving, um, doing exercise, all of these things. So if I go outside right now to the street and I stop 10 people that I see, the first 10 people I see, and if I ask them what they think the basics of good nutrition are, I bet they would mention these things. Fruit and veg, protein, someone would probably say not eating too much, which is basically energy balance. So the point is, the majority of us know these basics. We also know that we should be getting seven to nine hours of sleep and that we should find ways of managing our stress but how many of us are doing these things consistently not many and that's because knowing and doing are not the same far from it so i can give you a comprehensive resource about the basics and i can include some practical advice in there but it won't be enough if it was you'd already be doing it because There is loads of practical advice out there, but knowing is simply not enough. Focusing only on nutrition is not enough. We need to look at other stuff. And the second reason um, for why I don't include that much practical advice in my content um, is pretty related to the first reason, actually. And it is that food is such an important part of our lives and it's linked to so many aspects of our life. Our relationships, our mindset, 
Mm, it's hugely linked to the relationship with, with our body, with exercise. So we need to look at all of this if we want to create a meaningful change. Now, if I wanted to create a change for someone for a short period, just so I could share their progress photos on Instagram, then of course I don't need to worry about behavior change, mindset, and I don't need to worry about potentially damaging or making their already unhealthy relationship with food um, and with body even worse. However, because I care about my clients and I want them to be thriving even once our work together has come to an end, because of that, I incorporate behavior change, working on relationship with food and body image, and cultivating self-awareness, practicing mindfulness into my nutrition coaching. Of course, we look at food choices and we look at the basics, like how a balanced plate looks like, how much protein you should be getting. We look at some food swaps where needed, but for a lot of clients, this is a small part. What I see is that a lot of the times we need to address bigger things first, things like challenging food rules or regular overeating, sometimes emotional eating, these things need to be addressed first if we want the change that we are working on to be successful. I don't want to simply help you lose weight or make other changes to your body and to your life if I don't consider the full picture. That's what Sleeping World is for. But I am here to guide you to a long-lasting change and that involves looking at looking broader than just purely looking at nutrition and these things are super connected nutrition behavior change our mindset so if we want a holistic approach and a meaningful change then we need to look at all of it so you might come to me wanting to lose weight and if i only help you do that by creating a caloric deficit and focusing on food choices without considering the other things, then I'm no better than a weight loss program. We'll then never discuss the roots of your struggles and I leave you no better off than the other programs. So in six, mon in six months or maybe in a year, you'll be facing the same obstacles. People think they need another diet or to go back to Slimming World for the fifth time, but that's not the solution. If you want a different outcome, you need to consider a different approach. An unhealthy relationship with food isn't solved with another diet. Weight loss doesn't lead to a positive body image either, because body image is much more about the way we think about ourselves rather than how we actually look. And no diet or meal plan or weight loss program can address that. So instead, in my work with clients, we do things a little differently. If they struggle with emotional eating, we'll start by keeping a food and feelings diary, for example. And that's a simple way of becoming more aware of what's going on, what feelings or situations lead to emotional eating 
and what thoughts come up before, during and after eating. This is what helps us spot any patterns, any triggers, so that we can address those rather than simply saying, oh, well, when you emotionally eat, you always reach for chocolate, so just stop buying chocolate. This isn't really solving the problem. So instead, we'll work on recognizing different emotions, we'll then come up with a list of alternative activities away from eating and we'll implement different strategies for emotional regulation. Or clients might have a list of food rules that's preventing them from fully enjoying foods, but also from paying attention to what their body needs. So we'll work on challenging these rules, we'll come up with a hypothesis about what will happen um, if the client breaks a certain rule and then we'll put it to test, for example. We will also practice unconditional permission to eat. This is a great way to break free from these food rules. rules. Um, we'll work on recognizing hunger and fullness cues as this is often something that we ignore um, either because we are very busy or just because we don't really know what to look for. Then when it comes to body image, we'll work, we'll look at where, um, where the negative body image originates from, we look at what is affecting it or making it worse at the moment. So this might be um, the scale or other body checking behaviors like pinching body fat or scrutinizing yourself in the mirror. So then we'll work on minimizing these behaviors. Um, again, a body image journal also works great here because we can cultivate that awareness of what is going on and what feelings arise with body checking. And then we'll work on shifting the focus away from the looks and more towards what our body allows us to do and everything it does for us. Um, part of the body image work is also showing your body respect and we show it respect of course with other things but also by fueling fueling it with nutritious foods so i hope you're starting to see how these things are all connected um, we will also work on behavior change so this will involve things like identifying the client's intrinsic motivation for change, you know, their deep why. It will be addressing the all-or-nothing mindset, setting realistic expectations. We look at any barriers and then come up with strategies and tools for overcoming them. So for example, something that I'm working on with a client right now is making sure she does some meal planning on the weekend because her weeks are super busy and when she doesn't have any meals ready, she will struggle to make choices that are aligned with her goals. But in the past, when she tried to make a change, she went all out with meal prepping. She would prep breakfast, lunch and dinner for five days um, on Sundays. So that took over her day completely. And she managed to keep it up for a few weeks, but then she couldn't 
sustain it. So now we are practicing getting away from this all or nothing thinking. We are implementing smaller but significant changes and we are taking shortcuts where we can. We've identified that dinners are the trickiest, so we're only focusing on meal prepping dinners. And even with that, we're only prepping three right now because that's something that the client can confidently manage. Again, if I were to only give you a meal plan or some sort of nutrition guidelines, and if I never considered what you struggle with when implementing these things, then it's unlikely that you'll be successful at making this change. But by looking at your unique situation, we can come up with things that work for you specifically. We'll look at habit building. So here we'll use some strategies um, such as habit stacking, implementation intentions, will also come up with a plan B or even C or D if needed for those days when life is just a bit too crazy. And this is really important because we strive for progress, not perfection. And importantly, we work on developing these skills so that you are equipped once our work together has finished. You then have all these different tools that you can return to um, from emotional regulation, mindfulness techniques, self-compassion. You have tools for reframing your thoughts. So you always have this knowledge. Um, You also have the knowledge of implementing new habits when you are ready to do so or when you're life situation changes and you need to adapt your habits. Um, So basically you are set for life because you developed those skills and you know when to use them, you know what questions to ask yourself and you have a list of tools that you can return to anytime you need. And this is why it's so important to take more of a holistic approach and That's why I combine nutrition and well-being aspect, working on your relationship with food and body, behavior change, and um, finally cultivating self-awareness through mindfulness and other techniques. And yes, change is complex. We are complicated beings and practical nutrition advice is not going to cut it for most people. When I realized this a few years ago, I made sure that I kept educating myself on how to support clients when it comes to cultivating a positive body image, working on their dysfunctional eating habits and um, things like that. And so, yes, you don't get a meal plan with my coaching. You get a lot more. Um, We do it properly so that you are then all set to go and live your best life. And I know how this can sound, believe me, I really do, um, living your best life. But there is no exaggeration in saying that improving your relationship with food and body and working on your mindset is life-changing. So if this is something you're looking for, If you're ready to do it 
properly and to address the important stuff, then you can get in touch on Instagram. You can simply message me, coaching, and we'll chat. Or you can apply directly by following the link in the episode notes. Um, You'll also find more details on my website and the link um, to apply for coaching is there as well. And that's just barbaravote.com. I hope this was helpful and that you now have a better idea of why it's not enough for a nutritionist to only focus on nutrition in isolation. Crazy, huh? (laughs) Um, Have a great rest of your day. I hope um, you get to do something fun and take good care of yourself. Bye! (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.